0: Ever wonder how some people seem to squeeze 48 hours out of a 24-hour day? I'd like to introduce you to Cal Newport, a computer science professor, best-selling author, blogger, and even a devoted family man. You might be imagining him as a caffeine-powered robot with no time for a breather. But here's the interesting part, Cal isn't burning the midnight oil or gulping down energy drinks. He's simply mastered the art of time blocking. Imagine juggling a demanding academic career at Georgetown University regularly authoring thought-provoking books, running a successful blog, and still having time for the precious moments with family. Seems impossible, right? Not for Cal. It always seems like some people have more time in the day. How many times have you thought, if I only had more time, I'd be able to accomplish that thing I really wanna do? Well, he's turned the idea of a busy schedule on its head, using time blocking to segment his day into dedicated slots for deep work. That's the cognitive heavy lifting and shallow work, the less intense tasks. And the results are undeniable. He's productive, successful, and still has time for life outside of work. Welcome to Live, Love, Learn, a podcast where we delve into living life to the fullest, nurturing self-love and loving others, and embracing lifelong learning. I'm on a quest to discover happiness and contentment in a world increasingly fixated on negativity. I embark on this journey not only for myself, but with a deeper purpose, to leave a roadmap to happiness for my sons, and to invite anyone else who wishes to join as I strive to live my life to its full potential. This is Live, Love, Learn, the podcast. In today's episode, we continue our deep dive into productivity by looking into a way to be ultra productive and still have time for enjoying your life. Time blocking is a strategy that could catapult your productivity and give you a fresh lease on your work-life balance, and it's something we can all try. But before we get into that, let's shine a light on some happiness highlights from the past week. In the segment, we celebrate the small but significant wins that add joy to our lives. This has been a tough week, I gotta be honest, as my mother-in-law fell and fractured her ankle, and as you can imagine, that could easily derail a few days of the week. Thankfully, she's in less pain now and a little more mobile that she's in a walking boot. But, you know, even in darker weeks, there are positives to focus on. And I'm really happy that I was able to send out some gifts to the three listeners who reached out to the show. They all got them this week and all reached out to say thank you. I sent them each a coffee mug with the new branding logo that I'm working on. I'm planning bigger things for the podcast. And that's step one. I'll have more announcements on that in the upcoming episodes. So stay tuned. If you'd like to take a moment now to pause and reflect on the happiness highlights of your week, please do. The last two episodes have laid the foundation for this last part of the productivity cheat code. If you've been listening, we first talked about the Pomodoro Technique, which really allows you to have short periods of time that you can be highly productive. Then we looked into the concept of SMART goals. Hopefully you used the Pomodoro Technique to come up with some SMART goals. But if you're like me, you may need that final step and that's what time blocking is. I found personally that planning my day first thing in the morning is the best way for me to be productive. So adding time blocking to that should help give me the extra advantage I really need to start killing the productivity game. I'm excited to learn more, so let's look over the smart guy's shoulder and learn more about time blocking. Remember, it isn't cheating to look at other people's work when it comes to living our best lives. Time blocking is a time management technique where you divide your day into blocks of time. Each block is dedicated to accomplishing a specific task or group of tasks. Here's a deeper explanation along with some actionable ways to incorporate it into your daily life. First, decide on your time blocks. Decide how long each time block will be. This could range from 15 minutes to several hours depending on the task. For instance, you might block off an hour in the morning for email, then two hours for a focused project and maybe another hour for meetings. And if you want to use the Pomodoro technique, you can obviously use that 25 minute guideline to schedule your days. Second, schedule your tasks, schedule your tasks into these blocks. It's important to be realistic about how long tasks will take and to not overfill your blocks. For example, if you have a report to write, estimate how long it will take and create a block for that. If it's a long report, you need to create several blocks, maybe even across a few days. Third, prioritize your blocks based on when you do your best work. If you're a morning person, schedule your most important tasks in the morning. Makes sense. This is based on the concept of biological prime time, the time of the day when you are at your most energetic and focused. Four, create buffers. It's important to create buffers between blocks. These can be short breaks where you stand up, stretch, or have a quick walk. This not only helps you rest, but it also provides extra time if a task takes longer than expected. And you'll probably notice that it aligns really well with the Pomodoro technique as well. Number five, stick to the schedule. Try to stick to your schedule as closely as possible. The idea is to train your brain to focus on one task at a time and to reduce the impact of switching between tasks. It's cognitive load. It takes more load on our brain to be switching back and forth. So if you can put all of your time towards one task, it's going to make it a little easier on your brain. Six, remember to block off relaxation time. It's important to schedule blocks for non-work activities as well, such as meals, relaxation, social activities, spending time with the family, all of those things. It just ensures that you maintain a healthy work-life balance. And finally, adjust as necessary. Remember that your schedule isn't set in stone. If something urgent comes up or a task takes longer than expected, be willing to adjust your blocks and don't worry about it. Just make an adjustment. And then, you know, the next time, the next day, maybe it'll work out better and you won't have to adjust. But be flexible, especially early on when you're trying to set up this as a routine. The real power of time blocking comes from the fact that it helps you take control of your time rather than letting your tasks control you. And while it may take some time to get used to, many people find it an incredibly effective way to boost their productivity. So now that we know more about what time blocking is, let's borrow a pencil from the teacher. We always need to focus on the right tools for the job and making improvements to our life is no exception. This time I'll be sharing a tool that I created on Canva. I made a daily planner and journal combination that I have somewhat clumsily named a journer. Yeah, I know it isn't good, but it's what I'm calling it for now, and who knows, maybe it'll get better the more I say it. Anyway, it's a PDF, and it has 31 days so that you can use it on a month-by-month basis. It's got an area to write down a happiness highlight, a daily gratitude area. It's got a smiley face in the top right corner to track yesterday's happiness from 1 to 10. It's got 30-minute blank time blocks for 6 a.m. all the way to 11.30, which is a space that you can use for these time-blocking techniques. It's also got a space for up to five tasks that you really have to get done that day. Another spot for up to five habits that you wanna focus on that day. And finally, a spot what I call the live, love, learn tasks that are permanently on the sheet. So that includes self-care, reading, learning something new, reaching out to a loved one, and taking a small step towards a passion. I'm going to put the link to the Google Drive so that you can download and maybe do a little beta testing with me. You can either use it on an iPad or a tablet with a notes app like GoodNotes, or you could print out a page at a time and use a pen and pencil if you want to be super retro. You know, I mean, seriously though, whatever works for you, that's the way to do it. If it feels good to write it down, then print it out and write it down. And let me know what you think um, or ways that you think you can be improved as so I'm starting to use this as well. And I'm going to likely find things that I want to improve, but I just hadn't found anything out there that sort of does both the things that I want to do, which is, you know, have those happiness highlights, write down some gratitude, and then also be able to do tasks and habits. And, you know, those main live, love, learn things that I'm trying to do. So if you want to try it and you want to join along, download the PDF, it's free, um, and try it and see what you think. Maybe it'll be helpful. If it is, awesome. If not, find something else hopefully that you can work with better. But I'm really happy that there's something out there that I'm going to be trying to improve upon and I do have bigger plans for it being something, you know, maybe down the road if I continue uh, learning to program, maybe I can turn it into an app and that, again, maybe it's just for me. That's okay but if it works and it helps me be more productive and have better days, then I'm all for it. Now let's hear from that class clown about time blocking. Remember that this segment is just a fun or different way to think about the current concept and hopefully you can visualize it in your mind and make it a little less like a task and a little more fun way to add it into your day. So let's get to it. Let's compare time blocking to cooking. Have you ever watched the cooking show where the chef has all their ingredients, mise en place? Yes, that's just a fancy French phrase for put in place. But that's what time blocking is. But it's for your day. So just imagine you're the chef and the tasks are the ingredients. Imagine, if you will, that you're on one of those crazy cooking shows, you know, the ones where you're told you have to make a three-course dinner and you only have pickles and chocolate in some can that looks like beans, but you're not sure what it is. I mean, sometimes that's your average workday, right? Unexpected tasks pop up, emails fly in. Your boss is asking for you for a report that he needed yesterday. And let's not forget those unannounced Zoom calls that just sort of pop up on your calendar these days. But just like a seasoned chef, with time blocking, you'll be chopping through your tasks like onions, hopefully without the tears. Emails, those will be diced up. Got a big project. Oh, that's simmering nicely on the back burner, just continuing to cook, continuing to get closer. And what about those unexpected tasks? Well, you got a whole section on the countertop just waiting for surprises that you can mix into the meal if you need to. And don't forget about the most important ingredient, breaks. Um, Even world-class chefs need a coffee break or a snack. So don't forget to serve yourself up a generous portion of downtime when you're making your recipe for the day. So next time you're scrambling through your day, remember the cooking show, whip out your timer, chop up your day into time blocks, and voila, you'll have a Michelin star in productivity before you know it. Wow, that was cheesy even for me. I feel like I need to apologize for that. But you know what? Nope, I'm unashamed. I'm unembarrassed. We're having a little bit of fun with how we're going to look at tasks and how we're going to cook them up for the day. So if you just want to have a different perspective, a different way to look at it, Think of it as a bunch of ingredients throughout your day that you're trying to put together to make your day complete. And, you know, just maybe give me a break for the cheesiness on that one. Baby steps? It means setting small, reasonable goals for yourself one day at a time. Well, that what about Bob sound bites means that we're back for our new segment, highlighting just one tiny step that you can take to move towards using time blocking. So for that five minute step to time blocking, take a moment, just five minutes at the most, to block off one hour of your time for dedicated tasks, and then do your best to follow through. If it works, try it again the next day, and maybe set up another block of time. But take that small step today or tomorrow if you can, literally less than five minutes to do it, and maybe it'll be something that empowers you to be more successful and to be more productive. Who knows? All I have to do, Just take one little step at a time, and I can do anything. Mm. Well, this is the part of the show where we just do a quick recap of last week, and there's no doubt that this week got derailed because of my mother-in-law's broken ankle, but I was still able to do my basic habits like reading, doing dishes, practicing an instrument, learning German. So again, even though things this week may not have been ideal, and I wasn't able to get everything in on my list, I wasn't able to make a smart goal for a couple of things that I want to do, but I was able to do a lot of the things that I've been doing on this journey and taking some small steps towards passions as well. So I hope you found some small successes on your journey in life last week, regardless of the things that happened outside of your control. It feels like a good place to end it this week, so sending love and positive vibes your way, and I hope we can all focus on living, loving, learning, and maybe blocking off just a little bit of time this week to be productive. See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email me at live, love, learn the podcast at gmail.com. I still have one more coffee mug up for grabs for the next emailer. I mean, listen, you don't get the opportunity to have this type of swag very often. So, you know, if you do email me, one will be coming your way. So again, who can't use a coffee mug, especially with a cute turtle on it? Let's be honest. And if you download and use the journer, oh, that still doesn't sound right. But if you do, I'd love to hear feedback on that as well. And we'll see you next time. Alright, here we are for the book club again, and can I just say one thing? I freaking love reading. I've used a more controversial word with friends, but man, do I love it. It's cool to experience this as an adult, since reading was always a chore for me before. I've gotten through chapter 10 of The Martian, and I absolutely love it. It's stressful, to be sure, and I'm unsure of exactly how this is going to end, but it's fascinating. If you want to join along and read my chapter-by-chapter thoughts, then simply download the Fable app and search for Live, Love, Learn the Book Club and join it. It's free and it's public, so there are limited barriers. If you aren't ready to read The Martian now, just read it whenever you want. You can still join Fable then and see my thoughts and hopefully add your own at some point so my boys have multiple perspectives as they read any of these books in the future. Hopefully they'll read at least one, right? Now, I'm using Audible as I read with immersive reading on the Kindle app on my iPad, and I have to say, I love when Will Wheaton is the orator on an audiobook, honestly. I can respect it if you don't like his voice, but it just is a huge plus for me. I just dig him. I love his whole attitude. I love his whole energy, especially how he, he's so open about mental health and some of his struggles that he had in real life and how much he champions the cause of normalizing mental health so people can get help when they need it. And honestly, that's part of what this journey is. Like, This is normalizing things that people go through that make it difficult for them to do certain things in their lives. And it happens to a lot of people and a lot of people don't talk about it. So I really hope that not only, of course, people like him, but maybe this podcast on some small level can help that as well. Anyway, NASA and Watney are working on ways to communicate where I'm at right now. And it's painfully slow. They're figuring out how to talk slowly back and forth and trying to work out how we can possibly be saved i'm happy that nasa knows he's alive but i'm still uncertain how this all ends i know there's a movie and i know i've seen at least parts of it but i don't remember how it ends so i'm enjoying the ride although i'm not feeling optimistic about the ending it's still a really interesting book so whether you're reading the martian or not i hope you're enjoying reading something and i hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you next time